Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We're excited to announce that our very own podcasting platform, Zencaster, has become a new sponsor to the show. Check out the podcast discount link in our show notes and stay tuned for why we love using Zen for the podcast. You're listening to the Archaeology Podcast Network. You're listening to the Archaeology Show. TAS goes behind the headlines to bring you the real stories about archaeology and the history around us. Welcome to the podcast. Hello and welcome to the Archaeology Podcast, episode 85. I'm Chris Webster and my co-host today is Richie Cruz. And in today's show, I don't even know what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about all kinds of different things. So hang on and... uh, Next time you want to see us live, go over to facebook.com forward slash arcpodnet, A-R-C-H-P-O-D-N-E-T. And right now we are streaming this live on Facebook as we're recording it through my new GoPro Hero 8 Black just as a test bed here to see how it's going to work. So check it out and uh, let's get the show started. So welcome to the show, everybody. Welcome, Richie. How's it going? Yeah, I've had better weeks. It's going both entertaining and not bad. Yeah. Uh, so right now, just so you guys know what's happening behind the scenes, Richie and I were planning on doing a live stream. You can follow those on the uh, – for the, this is the APN audience, so you can follow those on arcpodnet.com forward slash Facebook and be notified when we go live. We've got a few people on here right now. My cousin Mike Buse has joined. How's it going, Mike? We're, we're going to be talking archaeology and things. This will probably be a relatively short episode of the archaeology show just because we didn't plan to record this. We're just deciding to do it because we're here and let's talk about stuff. So while Richie's figuring out his live stream for the people watching on the APN page, um, he's going to be a little distracted and probably making sounds and, and frustrations and things like that. So I'm going to start talking. I just want to talk about, you know, this 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 show is intended for audiences of all technical abilities and backgrounds, right? Uh, not necessarily archaeologists, although archaeologists do and could listen to the show, but also not necessarily people who are, you know, in the business at all. Uh, they, they could be just interested in archaeology. So I want to talk about how things happen in uh, certain times. So one of those, yeah, so one of those things is... I just got a project. My company, DigTech, just won a project. We didn't win it. We actually won the project like a year ago. It's a big military thing that goes for five years. And then if something shows up within that five years that the military needs done, they go to the people who won the project, usually the five different companies. They look at these tables you fill out and they say, okay, so this is the cheaper one for this kind of project. And they're going to do it. And you don't have a choice. (laughs) You have to do it. Well, you can turn it down. But then the likelihood of them giving you the next thing that comes up is actually really remote from what I've heard. Yeah. So you have the ability to turn it down because let's just face it, maybe you're already working on like a 80,000 acre project and you can't do another one. Right. So they give you the ability to say no, but it doesn't look good. Right. You can't say no too many times. This is literally the first survey project that's come around in this five year. um, It's called an IDIQ, um, indefinite delivery, indefinite quantity, which means you don't know how much you're going to get and you don't know, you know, how often it's going to come. So, but there is a cap on the cost that they can spend on this. And I think it's $200 million. So that's a lot of money. Anyway, it's, uh, it's interesting because I, I just get this, I get this call Tuesday. I think it was, what is today? Friday. I get this call Wednesday and, or no, I guess it was Tuesday. And it's from a guy that I've worked with before at this company. And I can't give any specifics because this is a military project and there's probably, uh, quite a few things. Like I talk about a few military projects I did uh, about five years ago because the time is beyond and past, right? So so I can talk about those. So for example, I did work on the China Lake Naval Weapons Center. Um, if I were ever to work on there again, I probably couldn't talk about it until, you know, a year later. So, so just, just stuff like when we were, oh, wait, you're, we're talking about China Lake. Yeah. I mean, I'm just mentioning that I also worked on another Navy base, El Centro, and that's the one you worked on, uh, on us with. So yeah, so we worked on El Centro and China Lake. That's examples of what the type of thing is that I'm going to be doing now and the type of project I'm getting. So if you remember me talking about that stuff on some various podcasts or my blog or whatever, then think back to that and it's the same thing. But anyway, 
I get this call, and this is how archaeology happens, people. I get this call, and the guy's like, um, we won this, like, we got to do this, like, 1,200-acre survey, and it's got to be done yesterday. <laughs> like, like, he's like, the time frame is super tight. Wait, really? Yeah. So, and let me just, let me just tell you what's going through my head when I think that. Yeah. As an archaeologist, my first thought is, you know, great. I get to go out, do some survey, do some, uh, you know, uh, I've been kind of staying out of that kind of thing for a while. Uh, purposely, but I can't stay out of this because I I got on this contract well before I decided to kind of back away from all this. That's true. I was like, my God, that was like that was when you first started your company, practically. When, when, no, that that was the first one. This is the second one. This is a new one. No, but I meant you know. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I think you did. So, yeah. So he calls me and the first thing that's going through my head is great. It gets to do some archaeology. Um, I know the area uh, that it happens to be in because I've done work there before. And, uh, you know, this should be a pretty simple, pretty simple deal. Uh, no more than probably 10 days uh, to finish all the field work. Plus, it's a good deal for me because there's a prime contractor and the prime contractor also wants to make money. And the way that they do that is they write the report. You know, there's usually a little bit. Um, the report writing takes longer. There's usually more money in the field work uh, and less in the report. I guess it just depends on the size of the report, uh, the size of the field work, I guess. But uh, usually uh, the bigger chunk is on the field work side because you've got more people working on it. With the report, you might only have two, but with the field work, we're going to have four. So just from an hour standpoint, you're looking at um, you know more people to do that. Plus, they want this done within the next couple months, um, which is going to be yeah. Which is, they want, I mean, they want the final report by early May. Like the final report. Although this time, this time you'll be there when it's not like a bajillion degrees. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. So, um, anyway, uh, yeah. So we're we're looking at that, and it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Um, it's gonna be real fun. I think I, I'm bringing down one person in the interest of of I guess uh, you know playing nice with others. <laughs> the company that is the prime is going to supply some of the equipment, and they're gonna supply. Uh, a couple of people too, so they're going to get some payroll uh, because it's good because they, you know, they have to keep their people employed. And I was fine with that. Um, I could manage the entire crew if I wanted to and bring all my people down because that's my prerogative. But I was like, no, you guys, I don't even want to deal with multiple instances of payroll. I mean, payroll would be fine, but let's be honest, I'm a small company, and if I were to cover payroll just for one session for four people rather than just two people, yeah. I mean, I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at covering probably about twenty thousand dollars in that amount of time. Because I've got not only four people to pay for, but per diem as well. And per diem on this project is $157. So that times 10 is $1,057 times four is like $4,200. And then uh, you've got salaries for uh, four people, you know, at at least $25 an hour. Uh, I don't even know what the pay rate would be, but I got to imagine it's around 25 that they're going to be paying. Um, so anyway... Yeah, and, and not only that, but it's not $25 an hour for me. If if I'm, if I'm paying Richie $25 an hour, it's costing me $50 an hour. So, you know, that's the general rule right there. I mean, his taxes, he might pay, he's going to pay 30 to 30% in his own taxes, but I also pay that 30% in addition to that. But then out of that hourly rate comes all my overhead expenses. So Something a lot of people, especially in the lower ranks, do not understand. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Remember, I'm not going to mention the company or the... Um, or the um, project, but um, what basically this one person found out what their um, what the company was charging for them. Yeah, and they got super angry, and they almost they almost um, they almost started a crew mutiny because they thought, oh, they're charging this, they're charging a client X number of dollars for us, therefore we should get all of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and of course this person just did not understand the way that the economics worked. Right. You know, I mean, let me put it out here. So I, at my level uh, as principal investigator, and I'm also, this is a small project. And, and a lot of times we would have other people doing these things. Like the last time I was um, on a, a bigger project, I guess, we technically mm -hmm. had, uh, we technically had some person who was our safety representative. They had to take the OSHA 10 hour training and be CPR certified, which I have to have. Oh. Um, but here's the thing. I remember that actually. Here's the thing. The OSHA 10 hour. Yeah. Good for five years. And uh, I looked, and the last time I took the OSHA 10-hour yeah. uh, was for that um, El Centro project I was mentioning. Yeah. And mine expires April 2nd. Our field work should finish about a week before that. <laughs> oh, my God. So I don't have to take it again, which is fantastic. I forget what airport it is, but someone I was recently watching a blog where, for some reason, 
they had a CPR training machine in the airport like oh, next wow. to the bathroom, which I thought was yeah. really unusual. That is unusual. <laughs> so anyway, uh, just talking about the project a little bit more. So that's that's kind of how the secret sauce is. I was getting yeah. ready to mention. Uh, so as a principal investigator, plus the safety person, the health and safety representative, plus I've got like three other titles. Um, I think there's like four <laughs> total, to be honest. Seriously? Field director. Um, I'm field director. I'm a PI on this project officially. Uh, so principal investigator, and then I'm the safety person, and I'm something else. I don't even know what. But because of that, um, you know, my hourly billable rate, the rate that I'm going to bill the company um, that is the prime contractor, and the prime contractor will bill the Navy for this, um, but the rate that I'm billing out is $70 an hour, which is pretty low, actually, for archaeology. Yeah. But it's because I have I have... I have not a ton of overhead. You know, I'm not running like a huge company with, no. you know, all these building rent to pay and all that other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have building rent to pay. I pay for the space, but. Uh, yeah, but not the whole building. Not the whole building. No. So, so because of that, uh, let's, mm-hmm. let's just look at half of that. I think yeah. 30 to $35 an hour, if you were to look at an hourly rate for a PI is probably relatively standard, if not probably low. Yeah. Um, because you look at like a $40, $40 an hour salary would be um, 80000 a year, which is yeah. not out of the realm of possibility for a PI. Yeah. You know, that's about what they should be getting. So $70 an hour puts me at about $35 an hour. Um, 75, 70 billable puts me at about 35 which is, again, right in line with where that probably should be for that level. Yeah. Um, so that's, the, that's what I'll pay myself. And then <laughs> I'll have to pay my taxes, which... Yeah. My taxes are going to be higher because I'm not really doing. I don't do payroll for myself. I basically just do a withdrawal, and I pay taxes on the income that that my company makes. Yeah. And my pay is considered an expense. So, yeah. um, so I actually, it's better for me to do that than putting myself on payroll because then I do actually pay taxes twice. DigTech, my company, would pay taxes on my payroll. That's true. And I would pay taxes on my payroll. But this way, <laughs> I only pay taxes on the income that I bring in. Yeah. You know, now I'm going to bring in like fifteen thousand in income in this ten days, but wow. I'm paying out. Like seven or eight, just in salary and uh, for myself and my employee and uh, per diem, yeah. plus my truck. Um, you know, my truck has expenses as well. Well, that's true. So that's why I'm not using mine right now. Yeah. Well, there you go. Well, that and the fact that it's sunny and nice outside. Well. <laughs> so anyway, there's a lot of costs involved, and uh, and and that's how it's all that's how it's all covered. So. Yeah. Um, Anyway, uh, so that's that's going to be fun. Um, I got some more I want to talk about on this project, but let's take uh, for the uh, for the podcast audience. We're going to take a short break, and we will be back for segment two in just a second. Chris Webster here for the Archaeology Podcast Network. We strive for high quality interviews and content so you can find information on any topic in archaeology from around the world. One way we do that is by recording interviews with our hosts and guests located in many parts of the world all at once. We do that through the use of Zencaster. That's Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R. Zencaster allows us to record high quality audio with no stress on the guest. Just send them a link to click on and that's it. Zencaster does the rest. They even do automatic transcriptions. Check out the link in the show notes for 30% off your first three months or go to zencastr.com and use the code TAS. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, for the live audience, they didn't take a break at all. But for yeah. the podcast audience, we are back. And so I want to talk about the archaeology um, down in... Uh, Ridgecrest. Uh, yeah, well, Ridgecrest. it's near Ridgecrest. Well, so. you know, down in that part of like the valley. Yeah. I'm not on China Lake again. That's yeah. the actual truth. Um, <laughs> if I were, I'd probably tell you anyway, because uh, I don't think they're paying attention to this podcast. But yeah. um, I'm near there, right? Yeah. So the archaeology is going to be the same in the Eastern Mojave uh, yeah. for that area. But one of the things I wanted to talk about, because it got me thinking about Ridgecrest again, because I'm pulling up a lot of documents and things that we used in that area, yeah. because they're all going to be similar. Yeah. And uh, it made me think. Uh, so China Lake is not actually a lake anymore. It's dried up. You know, there's no lake there. Yeah. Um, and the Navy base there is called China Lake Naval Weapons Center. But I don't know if you even know this, but do you know where they got that name? Um. Well, I know it used to be like um, I know it used to be like a dry lake bed. 
I yeah, think. You know, do you know of, why it's called China Lake? Not really. Yeah. So, uh, and it still is a dry lake bed, but <laughs> uh, it was called China Lake because there, I, from what I understand, in the late 1800s, yeah, um, even early 1900s, uh, there was a little, there was water that would pool there, and I don't think it was there year round, yeah. but it was, you know, if you had heavy rains, then there would be water, and there would be a little bit of a lake there. Yeah. You know, a nice one of those big, flat, shallow ones. Um, and I can't remember what the resource they were pulling out was, but the Chinese, a huge Chinese contingent settled there really? to do work around China Lake and uh-huh. produce things and then sell them. And again, I can't remember exactly what that industry was, but um, on the old maps, it's actually called Chinaman Lake. Wait, really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. How far back do you have to do for that? I don't know, but I remember seeing it when we were doing research. And on the old maps, so it's called Chinaman Lake, and we might have seen that in the base museum when we went there um, last time, but... It was uh, uh, at some point they changed it to China Lake, uh, probably wisely. So, and uh, but that was why because the Chinese had settled around there. Yeah. So that's why it's called China Lake. So one cool thing that would be to find in that area would be evidence of the Chinese settlements. But I have a feeling they're um, they're it just de- not there anymore. It depends because you know every time I've been down there we've found like lots of stuff. Yeah, but the Chinese have very specific artifacts. Like you always find like opium tins and stuff like that when you find stuff associated with the Chinese. That's true. Yeah, and I've yeah. never found anything like that. Even like when we worked around, uh, we've worked in Tonopah before. Yeah. And there were a lot of Chinese there, but I think it was more in Tonopah. They weren't, from what I understand, I mean, obviously there were probably Chinese in the mines, but the Chinese were more support uh, <laughs> roles in in the city of uh, the town of Tonopah. And uh so they they were opium dens and stuff like that there, and that's what they would run. So that's yeah. where their, you know, cultural uh, material would be. But <laughs> yeah, who knows? Anyway, so that's uh, that's archaeology down in uh, the eastern Mojave. That's what I was going to talk about. And there's uh, it's another cool thing around that dry lake bed. You can see the. You can kind of see if you look on aerial maps the paleo shorelines, yeah. Um, you know, around there, and it's like like textbook. That's where you find the four to eight thousand year old um, yeah. artifacts. Well, I mean, you know, you they're know? Like, like you know, you can see all the stratigraphy mm-hmm. around there pretty clearly. Yeah, I mean, there are all sorts of lakes that were down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. Pretty much any flat spot and in a period of heavy rain turned into a lake. Oh my God! It's such a mild winter. It makes me wonder if the snakes are going to be out early. Oh my God! I don't even want to think about it. <laughs> yeah, when we were actually on that China Lake base five years ago, man, it was a mixture of dodging bombs and snakes. And uh, I don't remember seeing that many snakes down in El Centro. It's too dry, I think. Did we, we see? Did we see some? Yeah, including one. You know, well, I'm not going to talk about it now, but <laughs> oh. oh, yeah, that snake. <laughs> I remember that snake. Yeah. So. Anyway, that person <laughs> will likely be on this crew for one or two days. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be interesting though, because you know, normally, you know, normally this time of the year it'd be like a relief. Like last year when we, um, when you and I were down in, um, God, we were down in El Centro, weren't we? Last oh, year. Oh yeah. Yeah. Last time. April. Yeah, it was like a relief to go from yeah. Reno to there, because like, oh, such a complete weather change. But this year, it's hardly any different. No. No, it shouldn't be. No, at all. It's yeah. like crazy. Like, you know, I, I'm not even joking. I'm like, today I rolled around with my convertible top down again, <laughs> which, you know, I I don't think I've ever been able to do that in any other February I've been living in Reno. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Which is really crazy. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyway, um, that's what I've got for that. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk real quick about this camera. Yeah. So, which we can't see. <laughs> which we can't see. You can see the image that it's providing. If you want yeah. to see this from the Archaeology Show uh, Facebook, uh, sorry, podcast audience, yeah, head over and check out episode 75 of the Archaeology Show, of You Call This Archaeology, yeah. and uh, you'll find it by going over to Archaeology Podcast Network um, Facebook page, which is at facebook.com forward slash arcpodnet. Yeah. Click on videos, and yeah. then you'll see the um, episode 75. We've got two episode 73s, because we liked it so much, <laughs> and then 75. Oh, um, interesting, because I've been doing a lot of relabeling. I've been doing a lot of cleaning up on my on the YouTube end of yeah, Happy Archaeology Fun Time. Time to clean that one up too yeah uh, i know well no i did it last night yeah i don't think you can rename the facebook videos once they're shot really yeah oh I, interesting that's I like one of the it. um that's like one of the famous things you can do on youtube yeah anyway uh so um talking about this camera here yeah. i've been looking around um and watching a lot of uh so here's the thing i've been watching a lot of videos uh uh, like travel and adventure videos. Yeah. Uh, oh, me too. Yeah. Really, for me, they've been more focused around uh, people who live aboard boats, yeah. and then they go around and they do stuff. And yeah. a lot of times, the because these channels are, uh, 
I guess being served up to me by YouTube, they're popular <laughs> already. And I've tried yeah. to I've tried to take some of the other ones that are kind of like related to those and you know, it's like anything. Um, the popular channels have uh, usually two consistent things. Well, maybe three consistent things. Yeah. The first one, obviously, is regularity. They release every week, yeah. every single week, sometimes more than a week, more than <laughs> once a week, but definitely at least once a week. The second oh. one is the hosts are uh, are charismatic. You know, yeah. they have they they they're just like people that you like. You yeah. know, and, and it's just like in general people that you like. You know. Oh my god! It's like a video I found. It's like a video series I found where I'd never intend on going to Disneyland. Yeah. But it's a very popular um, YouTube channel called Ordinary Adventures, where these two people who have um, annual passes mm -hmm. to Disneyland just go there and like try out new things. Like, oh, this is what's new in the gift shop, and nice. this is like the new food that they've got for this special night and whatnot. Yeah. And the crazy part is they get hundreds of thousands of views and they actually, they've already gotten like Disney apparently noticed them and like gave them free tickets and, you know, airfare to um like Orlando. Well, and see, that's what I'm talking <laughs> about. That's the other thing is, is if you're talking about the right subject, yeah. then people are just going to flock to it. And Disneyland, since so many people go to Disneyland, they probably, you know, the savvier <laughs> ones will Google or YouTube yeah. um, search just Disneyland. And yeah. if these guys have enough views and stuff, they're probably going to come up. And yeah. it's a great way to just review what you're doing. But, oh my God, some of the views, I mean, I forget if we talked about this in past live streams, but I mean, some of the YouTube channels I follow are like, I cannot believe how many, like, you know, there's a YouTube yeah. channel I follow dedicated to nothing but keyboards, vintage keyboards, <laughs> <laughs> and like discussing the switches on the keyboards and right. how they feel and doing ASMR where he's just typing on the keyboards. And I'm like, my God, you already have a hundred thousand over 100,000 subscribers it's and you're insane. getting like, yeah. yeah and like, insane. wow. And yet I can't get that many people interested on what to do, like how to get an archaeology job or what to do. Because how many people actually want that? That's what I'm talking about. You it know, de there's depends though. It doesn't depend. There's maybe less than 20,000 people who want who want that and can actually get it. True. But I can, you know, but if someone can make keyboards popular, then maybe I can just by the force of personality can make um, archaeology popular maybe. on YouTube. But I think you're going to need another hook. You know, you'd have to do something like, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know what it would be, but you yeah. need something else. Um, well, the thing is, is that I've been watching. I mean, you know, not to get too much in the weeds, but I've, you know, obviously I check the app, the YouTube studio app. Mm -hmm. And one of those things I noticed is that um, as the weeks have gone by, because I, I realized I didn't I haven't uploaded a whole lot of videos that aren't live streams yet. But um, with each video, especially now that I've started um, incorporating, now that I start incorporating the videos where I'm doing it on DaVinci Resolve as opposed to Premiere Pro, like mm -hmm. um, the engagement, the amount of time people are watching is actually going up. Mm. And I also learned that the target, the target for minutes watched is like half. Mm -hmm. And as long and I don't think anyone, not even someone like Marquez Brownlee, gets to half. Yeah, and so far on the video I just released Wednesday, it's already gotten up to like almost forty five percent, which I was really impressed by. I'm like, yeah. thank God. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> well, and that was the other thing I was going to mention as a necessity for a successful like YouTube channel is yeah. it is an engaging subject. Yeah, you know, so you've got good hosts, you've got good with good video. I mean, yeah. that's kind of like an unspoken fourth one, right? You got to yeah. have good video. And good audio, um, yeah. and you have to, you have to make all that look good. You have to put some effort into it, but it has to be entertaining. Like my wife and I have been sitting, <laughs> rather than watching Netflix for like the past few weeks, we've been binging this YouTube channel. <laughs> it's insane. We've never actually done that before. Really? And yeah, we just don't sit there and just do that. But I wow. finally got her interested in something that I'm interested in, and we're we're able to just sit there and watch it. And partly because. The hosts are very engaging. Uh, they're very entertaining. Yeah. Uh, they seem like good people. They seem like just normal, average people yeah. that are doing that are living an extraordinary life. And it's it's inspiring me to say, you know, give it all up and and uh, you know go buy a go buy a boat and and live on it. And the interesting. Um, well, I mean, you're oh, you're not going to keep the boat you've got for a while. Not, that's not a liveaboard. Well, that's true. Yeah, because so. I was thinking, man, it seems like it has a pretty big fan base as far as like you know the uh, the manufacturer. My, you made of mine? Yeah. The Mirage Boat? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it does. It's got a pretty dedicated small fan base, I guess. Yeah. Um, but, uh, oh, Chuck says, good looking haircut, Chris. I actually <laughs> got a haircut today. Wait, I, don't really? know, I don't know how you could tell that, but that must be the sharp image from that uh, that GoPro. Yeah. yeah. It was like literally an hour and a half ago. Um, <laughs> anyway, so the, uh, uh, what was I saying? The um, Yeah. We're talking about YouTube. We're talking yeah, about channels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the other thing is, the other thing is, you know, along with those good subject lines, and this is why I want to bring it up on this show. Yeah, is I think that you can make, 
I think you, you can make good and engaging um, travel style videos with a history uh, a history focus. Of course you can. You know, yeah. <laughs> and I know people are doing it, um, yeah. but I think you have to pair that with. I think you have to pair that with something that that people are just flocking towards as well. If you want, if your goal is to monetize this and really you know True. make a living out of it, right? Um, which if you're going to do this full time, it's going to you're going to make a li- you're going to have to make a living out of it because some of these people sometimes behind the scenes these guys these one guys these couple they put out a weekly video. They said they spend sometimes 15, 20, 25 hours a week editing that video. Really? Know? Oh my god! I was just yeah. gonna, like today. I was just going to mention you know, obviously I can mention it right now, but um, sometimes I feel like I don't have enough hours in the day. Yeah, for editing. Well, most, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, mostly. Although yeah. I have to admit, I do find it now that I'm switched to DaVinci Resolve. It's like a lot of fun for me. Yeah. So that's that's the kind of thing I'm looking at is um you know putting together stuff like that and uh, putting together stuff <laughs> that uh so that my focus obviously would be doing something that's a little more historically focused and and covering those sorts of things. Oh, and it'll be but even then, accurate, I assume. Well, of course. Um, but then also doing it using another medium that people are just flocking towards as well. Like, for example, if we decide to, you know, yeah. get an RV before we get a boat, yeah. do you have any people like just just sit there and binge RV travel videos because oh. they're interested in that lifestyle? Wait, you mean RV um, or like van, the van life? Oh, vans are too small. Um, I mean RV. All right. Yeah, like 40-foot RV. Yeah. Um, and, oh. then there, and then there's boats as well. I mean, people just, I mean, some of these boating channels that are just not very good, you know, <laughs> like the... Like either the hosts are not very good, or the video is not very good, or the just the whole presentation. Maybe I don't like the boat. Maybe that's garbage. I don't know. But they still have like a hundred thousand subscribers. It's like some of know? these faux um, history channels that I follow. Like they're like literally, I can just like make up whatever I want about anything. That's the like the that's like the point of view I've gotten. As long yeah. as you use enough confusing words to people for people, right. you know, and talk about like I don't know, like how the Peruvians didn't actually build, you know, those mm-hmm. walls, like because the because there's no way ancient Peruvians or any brown person can come up with a straight line <laughs> on yeah. a rock. That's like yeah. impossible. That So yeah. there was obviously a, a um, predecessor civilization that they killed out and pushed Clearly. out, you know. Clearly either ancient white people or aliens. See? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and this dude, like I was watching, oh God, I forget his name, but so many views and so many people saying, thank God, the real truth comes out and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. It's depressing. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I think that's that's what I've got. Um, I do want to take yeah. Well, we're taking this um, we're taking this new camera. I just got it in yesterday, so Ooh. I haven't actually used it yet. Um, yeah. So as you're listening to this, it's uh, February. Well, it's Valentine's Day. It's February fourteenth, yeah. and uh, my wife and I are going to go out to our. Um, we've got our boat in a slip in uh, Pittsburgh, California. Yeah, and we're going to go out there tomorrow. She's got to teach a class um, oh. tomorrow afternoon, so we're going to go after that. Uh, so we're going to get there a little late, but we're going to take it out. I'm, and I want to do, I think I can do some kind of cool stuff too, because I've got that yeah. new DJI Mavic Mini. Yeah. And I, I I haven't done this yet because I'm always so antsy to just get out there. Um, Elizabeth says we need more shows about real history. She's right. <laughs> and, and, and Elizabeth, this is what I'm getting to. Um, stuff that's all around us is what I want to talk about. You know, not just the big fancy stuff. Yeah. You know, the big buildings, the big structures, the big things. I want to talk about the stuff that's that's literally just all around us. And so we're going to start doing this by, it's going to be experimental this weekend. No one's going to see it. I'm going to probably cut it together just to play around. Maybe I'll throw it up on my regular YouTube channel. But yeah. I want to do stuff like, you know, taking my drone and, and putting it up high and showing us coming out of the marina and, and yeah. also maybe t- talking a little bit about the history of the marina where we're at because there's a lot of history right there. Um, yeah. And then we're going to go up the delta and uh, and that's what Elizabeth said, uh, or Liz, the everyday stories. <laughs> so then we're going to go up to Delta, and we do have a destination in mind. Uh, there's a, an anchorage, a really cool anchorage that I've heard about that you can just go up there, spend the night as a and, and oh. marked anchorages on the on the on the marine maps are typically places where uh, you know with different winds and currents and stuff yeah. like that, and maybe noise, all that's going to be less, and you're going to have yeah. a nice, comfortable night. So it's a good place yeah. to anchor. I mean. Technically, you can kind of just anchor anywhere as long as you're not in the channel. But you know, <laughs> these are there's certain places where the current's going to be more stiff, or maybe there's not a good place to put your anchor down. Yeah, you're going to get it caught up on pipes or wires or something. So you know, it's interesting. I remember, was it last week where you went up to the winery? Are there? Is yeah, there, is yeah, we there, went to Napa a couple weeks ago on the yeah, boat. Is there like? Are there like any wineries that are just like right on the water? You know, there we could see. 
uh, vineyards from the water, but there was nothing we could just get out of the boat and access uh, because they didn't have docks. Well, that's interesting because you, know? you figure they'd want to take advantage of everything. Well, here's the thing. So when we go up to Delta uh, tomorrow and Sunday, yeah, we're going to be able to. Uh, we know for a fact because yeah. we've driven basically next to the channel that we're going to take, and there's all these little ones. Yeah, and there's wineries all over the place out there, ah. and not a single one of them have like dock access. And unless we're watching satellite views, we're not going to know where they're at because the dikes are so high. Uh, oh, on either side, so yeah. you know we're down in the channel, following this, uh, following the map, and it's hard to tell what's uh, what's around you. Interesting. Get to bring your electric bike? No, no, yeah. it doesn't fit on the boat. It's ah. just too big. Yeah, but I am going to take, like I said, the drone and get some nice um, <laughs> overhead footage because I think that adds a nice element to the videos. A lot of the good YouTube yeah. channels I watch for travel, they have a lot of good drone footage because it helps get that perspective. Yeah, and don't forget um, footage like you know of you driving. Oh yeah, for sure. You yeah, know. I mean, you got you got to include all that. And that's the other thing I noticed that that really uh, pulls all this together and makes it a little more personal is that stuff that you wouldn't think to film. Yeah, you know. And I'm I'm I've always been this way with movies, and I'm this way with YouTube videos too. I always kind of ruin movies for myself because I'm just sitting there watching, trying to think how did they get that shot. Yeah, and. Uh, and then I was like, I'm just like thinking about the behind the scenes of it without actually really paying attention. And I do the same with YouTube videos, like this one couple that I follow um, yeah. that that I've been mentioning the whole time here. They'll do stuff like, you know, they're sitting on a beach or something like that. And then you see them walking off into the distance and maybe they'll do a time lapse or something. Yeah. And that's just like, but they got to go back and get that camera. Of course. I was, <laughs> I was just doing that yesterday. Yeah. I mean, but that's what makes a good video. Yeah. You know? Like sometimes so. I don't think people appreciate how much goes into those B-rolls. Like yesterday... Oh my God. Uh, I didn't like, you know, this weather is like bringing everyone out. I, th- mm-hmm. I went up to, oh God, what is it? Steamboat Ditch, which is yeah. like, you know, uh, I know which about is, that. yeah. And there were so many damn dog walkers. I set up my camera and was going to get B roll of me like riding around. <laughs> like so many B roll, so many of these dog walkers just congregated like yeah. at this one sign. So I was like waiting. They're like, oh, hey, can we help you feel? I'm like, no, you can go away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what's really so. interesting though? I'm not sure, you know, you know, obviously you've only had the GoPro for a day, but you know, in the weeks that I've had a GoPro, like I have like a tiny little bendy tripod mm-hmm. and then I stick the GoPro on that and it's tiny the whole package and a battery, because it's the same size battery as in as the one you got. Yeah. They keep the batteries the same size. I literally just take it with me on a run, whether I'm gonna whether I'm intending to film anything or not, because it's yeah. like so small and so light I don't it even notice. Weigh anything. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so as a consequence, I've been getting a lot of videos when I'm out running. Nice. And nice. I do have a story about that as soon as we get onto that. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Chuck mentioned here that he used to train out in the Delta. Ooh. Um, he's a competition cyclist. Yeah. Um, so he used to train out in the Delta, and he said there's a lot of excellent boat Delta maps. There are indeed. You know, yeah. I've downloaded a bunch of them to my iPad. So. Oh, wow. Interesting. I wonder what Chuck's opinion on gravel bikes are and whether they're just um, <laughs> whether they're just cyclocross bikes. <laughs> yeah. We branded cyclocross bikes. Yeah. So. All right. Let's take. Uh, Let's take one more quick break here yeah. uh, for the podcast audience, and we will be back shortly to wrap up this episode of the Archaeology Show with myself and Richie Cruz. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. All right, we're back. And uh, Chuck linked in a nice little uh, Delta map here. I'm going to see if I have that one and click on that later. Uh, But then also, uh, Josh Dunn joined. Oh, yeah, what's up? Speak of the devil, Josh Dunn. Yeah. We were just talking about uh, China oh, Lake and El Centro, and Josh knows all about those two projects. <laughs> I was just thinking, just thinking that makes me want to ballast point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. But um, if we wanted to go on with um, filming GoPro footage, yeah, yeah. I can talk about what happened Monday. Yeah. Monday was a beautiful day. 
And so I just, you know, like normal, I just stick the GoPro and a battery in my pocket and I'm running around. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously you have to picture, you know, it's hard to picture on a podcast or if you're not familiar with Reno, but usually on Mondays, it's my short run. So I run up California. Mm-hmm. And for people who aren't familiar with it, California is like a hill that goes, is like a street that goes uphill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it's pretty I'm going, steep for a little bit too. Yeah. And the thing is, there are a couple of abandoned lots there or like they're just like, I don't know, there's like no one's building a house there. Mm-hmm. So I thought, oh, that would make a great view because it's like got a view of like the Truckee River below and then downtown Reno yeah. and all that. And I've recorded a few videos there before. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, so I set up my video, I set up my camera and I'm starting to talk and I'm talking and talking. And then, you know, and people have to understand that, you know, I'm way up high and I don't think anyone can see me. <laughs> and then I keep, I start hearing it as I'm talking. I start yeah. hearing some dude like swearing and I'm thinking, oh God, is there someone right below me? Because, you know, obviously is, well, I'm like, what, eight, ten stories above the Truckee River oh, right geez. below. Yeah. I'm thinking, wow, maybe there's someone on the hillside. And so I keep, and then, you know, the um, as I'm looking around, the swearing stops. Mm-hmm. And then I um, start again, and the swearing starts again. <laughs> so I'm looking again, and this goes on for about five or ten minutes. And then I look across the street, you mm-hmm. know, like you know, this there's a dude on the other side of the trucky. So you know, right near the um, right near the Keystone overpass. Yeah. And um, you know, for people at home who can't picture this, like, so I'm like eight or ten stories up, and about maybe a block maybe mm-hmm. two blocks away from where he is. So, so for me to hear him that clearly, and more importantly for my camera to pick up everywhere he's saying, yeah. he literally has to be screaming at the absolute top of his lungs. <laughs> and it's like this homeless dude mm-hmm. with a couple of dogs. And he's and every time I talk, he says, you! And I'm not going to say the words he said, but yeah. he was like saying many, many, many terrible words. And I actually incorporated <laughs> some of them into like the very beginning of the video I edited last night. <laughs> but... um. Yeah, he's and I should point out that he's like, he's like on the grounds, like he's you know he and his dogs are on the grounds of like the I think I think it's a it's a middle school hmm. that's right next to the overpass there. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so he's like screaming, 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 and I'm just like, well, whatever. I've got and I actually said this on the video at one point. I'm like, well, I've got lots of memory card and lots of batteries. Nice. <laughs> and it was practice, so I just kept practicing my lines over and over and just like stopping, starting, yep. stopping, starting, and I was there for almost an hour he's like screaming for almost an hour and i should point out that it was like right around the time school let out so there were definitely kids and staff in that mm-hmm. school yeah and the um interesting part is that when i went for my run wednesday there were many many like homeless possessions around the river mm-hmm. but no homeless people hmm. so i'm assuming that um either the business owners like you know that restaurant or that coffee shop or whatever that's down on the on riverside drive yeah. or maybe the school administrators were like, there's some crazy homeless person screaming at the top of his lungs. <laughs> <laughs> and so they went and swept up. Yeah. Maybe. They went, and more importantly, you know, for people at home, we can't picture it. Like Reno doesn't have like a central park or golden gate park, but that like whole stretch of the Truckee river is like the equivalent of it. Yeah, probably. Yeah. You know, it's like the nicest park in town mm-hmm. and it runs right to the heart of the, um, you know, tourist district. And I assume that that's the sort of place where the city doesn't want like homeless people screaming at people. Maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. It's also interesting. I thought it was going to be a super short video, but um, actually when I edited it out last night, not even incorporating any B-roll, it ended up being eight minutes. Like most of yeah. these videos are ending up being about 10 minutes, which is surprising to me. That's a good length though. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I'm amazed that like I, there's one point where I'm talking about the wind. I'm like, damn, the stupid wind. And you can't even hear it on the audio. Mm. Yeah. 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 Good cameras, good, good audio these days. Yeah. I mean, the only so. thing is that... um. I did buy some wind material, like the same material that's on these mics yeah. that I was going to put over the uh, mic holes. Yeah. And um, I've been too lazy to get the double-sided tape to like put it on yet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, David Ian Howe of the Life and Ruins podcast oh, joined yeah. us, and he put on hashtag investigate Carlton Gover, who's <laughs> also a host of the uh, Life and Ruins podcast. Yeah. Um, speaking of uh, archaeology things and videos, yeah, uh, I recently... Um, I recorded, I, just as to kind of kick it back off again, because the whole, uh, if you're familiar with Team Black, um, yeah. I, it's a, it's an outgrowth of this thing that actually Josh was a part of for a while called Professional Certification for Scientists, or PCS. Yeah. And uh, actually, it all kicked off in uh, China like five years ago, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. Uh, actually, almost almost six years ago. And I noticed your um, Instagram. You're um, Instagramming from that account again. Yeah. Well, I, so I started doing some things. Um, you know, I have I have videos up over there, but I haven't really been able to 
continue to produce content for that um, yeah. like I wanted to. So I wasn't really promoting it if I wasn't going to be really putting content into it. Because yeah. when you go to the, uh, when you go to the, now Carlton and, and David <laughs> are talking on the thing here. So no, when you go to the uh, uh, Team Black page, yeah. it's actually, instead of, because we had talked about this a long time ago, talked about doing like, because you can't do this stuff for free. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it just can't, right? Yeah. I mean, there, there has to be a cost to it. So instead of doing uh, like some sort of, I don't know, member thing on that site, we just did Patreon. And yeah. so now the videos are up on Patreon. So when you see them on the Team Black page at arccert.black, A-R-C-H-C-E-R-T.black, there's no www. Um, when you click on one of the images, it actually takes you to the Patreon page and then prompts you to, you know, I guess, subscribe at the level you want. The thing I like about that is you can do it for just a month if you want and then shut it down. You know, yeah. you don't have to get like a membership or something like that. You can just support us for a month, watch all the videos you want and then shut it down, you know? Yeah. So that, and that's pretty good. And for, you know, they're super cheap. It's like five or $10 a month or something like that. And if you want to continue to support and, and take a look at the videos, I'm hoping to be putting them out um, at the, it's somewhat weekly at this point. Yeah. And because I decided to start doing that, I want to start getting more eyeballs on there. And uh, uh, one of the ways I found to do that. So Vimeo, is where I've been hosting this stuff. Wait, really? Yeah, and Vimeo is where I host. There's a reason for that. I'll tell you oh. Vimeo is also where I host my podcast workshop for Chris Webster Productions. I finished that last weekend as well. Ah. So now that whole entire workshop is online. So if you're interested in podcasting, go to propodcastnow.com. Yeah. And I got this whole, I, I do a nine hour workshop here in Reno once a month, which now that yeah. that workshop is online, I'm going to be knocking that down to probably four times a year, maybe three times a year. And then oh. you can do the in person one for $350, or you can do the, uh, workshop one for 99 bucks a month and however long it takes you to go through the materials, how long yeah. it takes you to go through the material. So, um, so anyway, uh, <laughs> I've been, uh, since I was putting that stuff up there, I had to put it on Vimeo because I didn't want to do just Patreon for some of this stuff and Patreon yeah. won't actually allow you to lo load video there anyway. You have to link it. So, uh -huh. um, and YouTube is more difficult, it seems like, to restrict the domains you can play stuff on. But with Vimeo, I was able to pay for you know a low-end account and then restrict the domains. So that way people can't, and they can't download the video. I mean, they could screen capture it, I guess, but yeah. you can't download it. You can't comment on it. You can't find it on Vimeo. You can't do anything, but you can also not play it anywhere except for the domains that I choose you to play it on. Oh. Uh, yeah, so that, that really locks it down. and Because these are paid resources. I don't want people to just take them and do whatever yeah. they want with them. Yeah. So that was the best way to do it. And then Vimeo comes back to me. Because I had like the yeah. the, uh, the the pro account or something like that. And yeah. they came back to me and said, listen, you need to upgrade to our business or commercial accounts because you're embedding all your videos. And that's a sure <laughs> sign that you're making money off them. And I was like, oh, you bastards. All right. I tried to appeal it. And they're like, no. So... So I had to upgrade to like the $20 a month count. Nah. Uh, but because of that, I got more upload limits and I got Ooh. access to their create a video thing, which was super cool. So yeah. uh, one of the things I made was the first uh, Team Black video I made. I was just trying to see how it works and yeah. I wasn't even really going to use it. And I, I hit create a video and then you can create from scratch and use your own videos. Yeah. Or it had like just Google search right there yeah. um, because they have a lot of licensed stuff that they have. And I just yeah. typed in archaeology and these really cool like archaeology that are license free, these videos came up. And really? So that first one that I put up on Instagram a few days ago, yeah. that's like that vintage looking one. Yeah. That's where I got those. I basically chose four different ones. <laughs> I said, I want the orientation to be square and I want it to be 30 seconds long. Yeah. And it went through and just made this video. And I put, the, I chose music. They got a ton of music you can put behind it. Wow. And then I put some text on there and you can do some minor formatting yeah. on the text. Um, and then I was able to just share it out to Instagram. So, wow. so now I'm taking, and then I, I did one video too, uh, this week that was, um, like a collection of a bunch of different, uh, videos yeah. that I have. I did that for my workshop. I mean, I have like an eight hour set of videos for my workshop and, yeah. uh, and I, I made a six minute tra a six, 60 second trailer out of it in about five minutes Interesting. without doing any editing. Oh, wait, is it, um, is it RPA certified yet? It is or not. Well, the pro, the podcast is not, uh, team blocks, not either. I don't feel like I have enough material up there to really start talking to the RPA yet, but I, yeah. I hope to by summertime probably. So that's coming sooner yeah, than you think. I know it is. Um, and I might talk to him at the uh, SAAs anyway, just Ooh. to see what's going on, because he's oh. the new president. Interesting. You headed to the NAAs? Nevada Archaeological Association No, I'm going to be in Orlando for a podcast conference. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. And so, more importantly, who wants to go to... Um, uh, Pahrump? Yes. Yeah. Anyway, so Team Black, 
Um, the videos are coming hot and heavy now. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not going to put them out more than once a week until I get like a ton of people on there. Yeah. Um, it's just not worth my time right now to yeah. divide those resources. Yeah. Um, but I think I can do once a week because um, I've got a lot of uh, I've got a lot of good material that I've been working on. Yeah. And the videos uh, we had a ton of videos that we did for PCS. Of course, I can't and won't use any of those. Um, oh, that's true. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just not that group of people anymore. Yeah. You know, so. Uh, but I do have new ones that I've been working on, new categories of videos I've been working on, and I've been working on them for the last like six, seven months. I just haven't had the time to shoot them and edit them. Yeah. Um, but now I'm kind of moving my my attention span around a little bit and getting back into it. Well, it's interesting that you mentioned how you can make a video on Vimeo because one of those things, you know, I know that Adobe gets a lot of um, all our, you know, a lot of complaints online, and I have to admit, since um, you know, since I switched off, uh. Premiere Pro, I have to admit. Mm-hmm. Um, my God, like they are behind the curve on everything. <laughs> yeah. Like last night, um, you know, for people who don't know, I switched to DaVinci Resolve mm-hmm. lately. And um, it's basically been rebuilt from the ground up and like the whole architecture is new and it takes advantage of all the new technologies. Mm-hmm. And so for the first time ever, because I've been using Premiere Pro for a long time, and for the first time last night I was editing with DaVinci Resolve, it said Graphic card, graphics card full. You might want to remove some of the um, effects. <laughs> I'm like, wow, that's never happened. Like literally, DaVinci basically shows all the holes that are on my computer. Nice, like all of them. And the crazy part is, is that even when I slow DaVinci Resolve down to like handle my computer, uh, my hardware, mm-hmm. it's still two thirds faster to do everything than Premiere Pro. Yeah, and it's like incredibly streamlined, and it's free. <laughs> well, and I think I think one of the things. Taking this back to archaeology a little bit, one yeah. of the things that uh, I always talk about on like the Archaeotech podcast is yeah. using the right tool for the right job. Yeah, and that's one thing I like about this creative video on Vimeo. Yeah, like I sure I could take all my video and I could cut out the choicest bits of it and and make this thirty second trailer. <laughs> Probably take me two three hours, you know, just yeah. putting these things together and then getting my transitions right and get yeah. my text right. But you know what? I got like several hundred views on that one video and I don't know how many likes, but you know, just putting it out on a channel that has literally no followers, yeah. you know, um, and then sharing that out in a couple of places. And I was like, this, this can be simple. It doesn't need to be crazy. I'm going to put it out once people are going to scroll past it and watch it. And then it's never going to be seen again. Oh, that reminds me. Um, are you still using anchor? Anchor as the podcasting platform anchor? Yeah. I never once used it. Oh no. Anchor's garbage. Oh, interesting. All right. Yeah. That's not speaking of anything, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, interesting. I could have sworn you were using it. Was it something else you were using? Where I you used make... Chirp for a little while. Ah. Chirp is like a micro podcasting platform, which I think the Life and Ruins guys would uh, would really love. Oh, and interesting. Because I thought a- that was Anchor. No, no. Anchor Anchor's a very different thing. Ah. Amy Wolpert from Sacramento says hi. How's it going, Amy? Oh, hello there. So. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, I'm gonna have to go soon because oh yeah, my wife and I got somebody coming over to the house here shortly. So I mean, it's five thirty. I know it's five thirty. She's gonna be pretty upset if I don't get home <laughs> in the next like fifteen minutes. So yeah, um, that's it for this. Yeah. Uh, I think. I think at the very yeah. least we came up with another streaming methodology here. The one thing you don't get is these microphones, which are really nice. But I think I don't know how Richie's phone is doing, but I I think the sound from that GoPro is not terrible. Well, I mean, I um was taking B roll with this camera when I was um you know doing a few things, and actually, as long as it's not windy, it's surprisingly good. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But then again, so. LG is supposedly known for their audio they built into their phones. Yeah. Yeah. So David says they'll check out uh, they'll check out Chirp. Let me tell you, for people that don't know about Chirp, and I, I never really got into it. I did a few things on there. Yeah. Um, but again, it was just one more thing that was work for me. <laughs> but the thing I do like about it, um, they were 33-minute, no longer than three-minute long podcasts, they're calling them. They're calling it micro-podcasting. And it used to be that you had to record, edit, and put everything up right from the Chirp app. Yeah. But now you can actually post-process. So I did a few where I was taking um, pieces of podcasts and yeah. then... Uh, you know, as I was editing, I was finding some nice quotes or something like that from the thing and then putting it up uh, behind you because you can put it behind an image too. And that's the yeah. cool thing is Chirp Chirp is kind of a stupid idea, to be honest. <laughs> um, it's like just these short little things. Like, what am I going to do with that? But the cool thing about Chirp is they really got sharing right. Yeah. So if you share that out to Twitter and Facebook and other places, yeah. it's got a nice little player embedded right in there and you can just listen to it right there. Oh, it's that's gonna, super cool. I was going to say, it almost sounds like um, the audio version of TikTok. It kind of is. To be honest, it yeah. totally is. Yeah, they've got their own music that you can layer into yeah. it. Um, all these things that you can do. And uh, what I like, too, is they they also did another thing really well uh, is the Chirp feed. And uh. Uh, 
it's uh uh the chirp feed is just like you know whoever you're subscribing to it will just play them one after the other one after the other just like any podcast player yeah. would but they do a really good job at it so Ooh. all right well I think that's it for the uh, yeah. this version of the Archaeology Show. Um, thanks, Richie, for pivoting and getting us a show out today. Yeah. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks, all of you who uh, joined in and are listening and paying attention and commenting. Yeah. Um, super cool. Check out the Life and Ruins podcast because those guys are on here now. And uh, if I don't say <laughs> that, they'll, you know, uh, I think we're in breach of contract. I'm not really sure. Oh, really? No, not at all. <laughs> so. Um, oh, and don't forget, um, was it the Dirt Podcast is, is um, up again? Yeah, yeah, it is. In fact, while we were sitting here, they uploaded uh, Monday's episode. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I saw it come over my thing. Oh, cool. And Chuck Hutchison says, imagine if Life in Ruins had Bill White as a guest. Imagine that. You guys <laughs> should have Bill White on as a guest. So yeah. that would be fantastic. Um, Ooh. Anyway, thanks, everybody, and uh, thanks to the live stream. I'm probably going to screw up the end of this live stream, but for the podcast audience, you're going to get a nice <laughs> outro with good music coming up right now. Thanks for listening to the Archaeology Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. You can provide feedback using the contact button on the right side of the website at www.archaeologypodcastnetwork.com forward slash archaeology. Or you can email chris at archaeologypodcastnetwork.com. Please like and share the show wherever you saw it so more people can have a chance to listen and learn. Send us show suggestions and follow ArcPodNet on Twitter and Instagram. This show was produced by the Archaeology Podcast Network. Opinions are solely those of the hosts and guests of the show. However, the APN stands by their hosts. Special thanks to the band Sea Hero for letting us use their song, I Wish You'd Look. Check out their albums on Bandcamp at seahero.bandcamp.com. Check out our next episode in two weeks, and in the meantime, keep learning keep discovering new things, and keep listening to the Archaeology Podcast Network. Have an awesome day. This show is produced and recorded by the Archaeology Podcast Network, Chris Webster and Tristan Boyle, in Reno, Nevada, at the Reno Collective. This has been a presentation of the Archaeology Podcast Network. Visit us on the web for show notes and other podcasts at www.archpodnet.com. Contact us at chris at archaeologypodcastnetwork.com. Thanks again for listening to this episode and for supporting the Archaeology Podcast Network. If you want these shows to keep going, consider becoming a member for just $7.99 US a month. That's cheaper than a venti quad eggnog latte. Go to archpodnet.com slash members for more info. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Oh.